Relax and listen, where Josh likes to speak about some recent gaming news and entertainment. Nintendo has announced that they plan to shut off online play functionality for Wii U and 3DS on April 2024. In their own statement, in early April 2024, online play and other functionality that uses online communication will end for Nintendo 3DS and Wii U software. This also includes online cooperative play, internet rankings, and data distribution. The only online service that will still be operational after launch is Pokemon Bank and Poke Transporter. And the nice thing is, any downloadable software or update data you have within the system can be re-downloaded without trouble. It's an end of an era that really was at the end of the beginning when it first launched due to the lack of differentiating features compared to the Wii. Now my Wii U will essentially be collecting dust at this point, which it already is. The only time I'll see myself using it will be strictly Wii games. A strange turn of events has happened. It's been claimed that publisher Nacon, who led Daedalic to a tumultuous launch of Gollum as probably the worst game of the year, used ChatGPT in their apology letter. The sources come from former Daedalic staff members, who mentioned the developers were very much in the unknown about said apology, and didn't even see what was written before it was published. These folks were interviewed by a German gaming outlet called Game 2. Apparently, before the game was launched, some cutscenes and characters that were supposed to be animated during spoken dialogue turned out to be hidden from the player. It states in a Video Games Chronicle article how, for example, one scene that was supposed to see Golem eavesdrop on a conversation between two major characters was recorded but never animated. So the Dalek had Golem simply look at a window and have the audio recording play, never having to show the characters that were speaking. Shockingly, though not really, the Golem and Smeagol argument system wasn't even finished. So they made do and released it anyway. Plus, on top of all this, it isn't surprising the work environment the developers had to endure was very toxic. I love how lazy their approach was from both fronts. There's not a glimpse of good faith that anything solid comes from Nacon. If these turn out to be true, and from their radio silence, it seems to be the case, it'll be funny to see their allegation statement take a turn for the worst, since I don't think they can prove it at all. A bad game and a hollow publisher. Safe to say, they complement each other nicely. Everything comes to an end. That said, Xbox Microsoft has finally acquired Activision Blizzard King on this day, October 13th, 2023, as I write this. And they somehow got us too. 
the long, arduous battle against the FTC, UK commissions was won. Xbox now has notable franchises added to their profiles such as COD, Crash Bandicoot, Overwatch, Candy Crush, Diablo, and what's that other game? Oh yeah, Halo, and so much more. Eventually, COD will be coming to Game Pass. Phil Spencer made a blog post of said announcement that brushes up on what this means for the gaming landscape and what to expect in the coming months. Here's the end of his statement. It reads, For the millions of fans who love Activision, Blizzard, and King Games, we want you to know that today is a good day to play. You are the heart and soul of these franchises, and we are honored to have you as a part of our community. Whether you play on Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, PC, or mobile, you are welcome here and will remain welcome, even if Xbox isn't where you play your favorite franchise, because when everyone plays, we all win. We believe our news today will unlock a world of possibilities for more ways to play. Thank you for the ongoing support. We have so much more to come in the months ahead. I'm excited for the future, and cannot wait to share it with you. If you thought I was done talking about broken releases, well, I got you covered for this next segment. It's mind-blowing how some game publishers tend to release broken, less than ideal performance games that never should have been given the green light. We saw that with Redfall, when developers are given an impossible task of creating something that they're not familiar with for the sake of following trends that could lead to money. Or Gollum being a worse contender on the sheer amount of a mess that already was at the start. Let me remind you, the publisher was too lazy to write a genuine apology and resorted to AI for the sake of... It's all part of the job. Now we have Skull Island, Rise of Kong, at helm of even being worse than the previous ones I mentioned. I didn't think that was possible, but here we are. Back to square one. Oh, great. So the story regarding this new Kong game boils down to Game Mill Entertainment, the publisher, greenlit the game at the expense of forcing the developers to make and bake the product Within one year, we know this since news outlet The Verge spoke with a few developers in regards to what happened. The development process of this game was started in June of last year, and it was aimed to end on June 2nd this year. So one year development process, said a developer at Iguana B. And get this, the publisher has such a rich reputation of giving small development teams a shot in the dark in regards to developing games with little to no information, which was quite frustrating when working because we had to improvise with the limited information we had on hand. Well, at least their name matches their attitude and work conditions. Even one guy who worked on the project was brazenly on autopilot throughout the process. May I remind you that in 2005, Kong had a game based on a movie, and it is miles, miles ahead of this one. And that was on the PS2 when I played it. Look, I know it was a different time and all, but this is just a big fuck you to anyone who is a fan of Kong and also gamers who spend $40 on something that isn't even a fraction of that. Funny enough, if you go to Game Mill's official website at the time as I write this, you can see that there is no mention of Skull Island Rise of Kong anywhere. Shit, 
Not even a sequel to Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is there. That should tell you everything you need to know about who they are. Forget this game like the plague, because the publisher surely didn't give a shit or a thought in regurgitating it out. I need to talk Spider-Man 2, specifically the physical version I bought. Not to disclose spoilers or anything like that, no. It's for the cutscenes and to a degree, gameplay performances I encountered. To say I was excited about the game shouldn't come as a surprise. What is shocking to me is that in my experience so far, it can be summarized as this. A great movie that's been scratched to hell that takes me out of the experience in almost every faucet. What I mean is, I've had a hard time investing in on the scenes or the game's story where the game completely shits the bed for no reason and stutters like crazy as if this was a used disc. During cool, emotional moments, it happened quite frequently. So much so, I took the displeasure in clipping these occurrences that it stopped any flow or focus I had because it was that prominent. Here, I'll show what I mean with these examples. Keep in mind, I played games with physical discs recently, such as Near Replicant, Final Fantasy XVI, Resident Evil 4 Remake, and I had no issues with any of those at all. Gotta get to the chapel quick. That was fun. a spider hero. We're all saved. Um, hi. Who are you? Me? That wasn't me. Me neither. I don't even have a stomach, so... See what I mean? It starts to build over time and frustrated me to no end. And don't even get me started on how it started in the intro while my mom was watching. Has anyone been having issues with this or is it only me? From the ones I've spoken with, the ones who bought the digital version aren't experiencing such nonsense besides me. It just hurts the trust I had for Insomniac Games to put out something that's functional and playable considering I spent $80 to get it on release day, and it didn't happen at all in Rift Apart. So I'm very much confused as to why now of all games. Even some of the bugs I encountered while completing some side quests or ordinary quests were laughable. I just wanted to bring attention to the issue I've been having and also just give out a warning for anyone who is very curious about buying the physical version, at least in my experience. And without further ado, here's yet another poem based off a Doki Doki Literature Club that I've been inspired by, and it goes like this. I felt that pain, 
as it beamed like a sun ray. Where can I elevate these words so they can reoccur? All directions tend to always point at the spotted suspect, who no less is already broken. The way the day shined played with my mind. Rested, but not respected. I cannot stay at a place where I'm okay, for the exit does not exist. How can the scope be small, yet is far from view at all? The instant the pain rises, it comes off full of surprises. And when we come back, what games will flounder during the month of November? kick things off, lo and behold, a game that's been in workshop by the Mill Factory. It's none other than Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl 2. Who'll become the ultimate Nickelodeon fighter? Find out tomorrow for all platforms. Stronghold Definitive Edition tomorrow on PC. And for a quick note, some of these games release on the exact same day as each other. So if I don't mention a date, it's probably more likely they'll be released on the same day, so just an FYI. Berserk Recharged the 9th for all consoles. Quisineer for PC. Double Dragon Advance for PC, PS4, Series X, and Plus One, the Switch. Double Dragon Collection for Switch. Dungeons 4 for PC, PS5, and Series X. Like a Dragon Gaiden. The man who erased his name, excluding the Switch. Super Double Dragon, Tales of Arise, Beyond the Dawn, is back again with a brand new story DLC that takes place a year after the events in the main game. What new adventures will await? Our band of misfits that talk about pancakes. You already know COD is going to be released, but how will the direct sequel fare compared to last year's iteration? I'll let you all know eventually, when it releases the 10th. That strange game everyone's been talking about the day before is an MMO. It's apparently supposed to come out the 10th for PS5, PC, and X. Spirit T, the 13th, excluding PlayStation. Coral Island leaves early access the 14th for PC, X, and 5. Hogwarts Legacy comes to the Switch. 
Invincible presents Adam Eve, a visual novel of the hit show, The 14th, for only PC. Anyone else excited for Season 2 besides me? Tarak 3, Shadow of Oblivion Remastered, for all consoles. UFO Robot Grandizer, The Feast of the Wolves, The 14th, with an eventual Switch release in 2024. American Arcadia, for PC, The 15th. Flashback 2 for all platforms, the 16th. Jagged Alliance 3, the 16th for all consoles. Johanne, the Parhelion Blaze in the Deep Blue, the 16th, all platforms. Bluey, the video game, 17th, all consoles. Naruto X Boruto, Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections, the 17th, all platforms. Persona 5 Tactica, the gang is back again like they never left, but gained a new chibi models in the process. The 17th, all platforms. I'm so ready to play this one. And it was on my bucket list for quite some time before they announced this. The one I'm speaking of is Super Mario RPG Remake. What new threat awaits Mario and friends? We'll all find out the 17th for Switch. The Walking Dead, Destinies, all platforms. Warhammer Age of Sigmar, Realms of Ruin, for PC, X, and 5. Worldless, the 21st, all consoles. Finally, The Last Train Home releases on PC, the 28th. With all that done, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening if you made it this far. If you like what you heard, you know what to do. 2023 is bristling with games that, for some... I won't get to for quite some time. Now, as we await for the Game Awards nominees, who do you think stole the show for this year in gaming? And what categories do you expect will be introduced for the nominations? And like the curious cat you are, you can find me on YouTube called Just Relax. As you can imagine, I play games. And the one I'm currently playing, as of the time I recorded it, is Persona 5 Royal. I sometimes do stream on twitch.tv slash relax1, W-O-N, only on Wednesdays. And the main baddie is none other than Virgil's side of the story of Double May Cry 3. If you want to come see me lose my mind, I stream at around 1.30 Mountain Standard Time. All the information will be in the description of the episode. Until then, I will see you all in the final month of 2023. And remember to just relax.